0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Catch new episodes of The O Show for free, available on all audio platforms including Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. For full video versions of the podcast, head on over to YouTube and StarWorldWideNetworks.com. The O Show is presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness is an inclusive, high-intensity fitness experience developed by the champ Floyd Money Mayweather himself, the best group boxing workout in the market. Mayweather it Boxing hear and about Fitness. to your guys' band because I feel like you guys all stuck together, but at the same time, you kind of revamped it, kind of evolved the pace because you guys have been together for a while but then you changed the name to sleeping dogs. Why the, by the sudden urge to kind of revamp.
1: Yeah. yeah. Danny. <laughs> what, what did we do? We got back together, Bobby, probably uh, like started talking about it. 2016 even. So it's, it's been a while yeah. coming. And then we put uh, out oh, the way the, you know, revisited wank record in with die
2: mm-hmm. laughing. Was that 2018? 20, no, that was twenty twenty. Was, was it twenty twenty? Now 2019 is when we uh, signed with Die Laughing, but the album did come out March of um, 2020. Okay,
1: so so what happened is we had the record ready the year before, but anyway, yeah, the name changed. So we brought in George Hughes, who's Ziggy Marley's keyboard player. We've been borrowing him from time to time, um, and we just thought, okay, this is an opportunity to like take we to take Wank to another place. Wank has a lot of histories. So A fresh name would allow us to have kind of a fresh, dynamic, you know, mix of music. So like acoustic piano, like sounds like fucking let it be for a second. And it's not that's not what you expect from Wank, really. You expect kind of pop punk, ska, And uh, we love the acoustic piano, the organ and bringing in some of these other textures. So Sleeping Dogs kind of allows us to to do things we couldn't do in Wank.
0: So is it like a different sound, or is your goal to have it somewhat different, or are you taking bits and pieces from Wink? And, of course, you know, it's going to sound like Wank because it is you guys, but are you trying to kind of figure out a different sound along the way too?
1: I don't, I don't think too much. I don't think too much of a different sound. Well, definitely we want to be able to broaden our horizons a little bit. Um, be sounds that people won't have expected from us. Um, I mean, Bobby, what do you think? What, what's your take on
2: Well, yeah, you know what? I mean, like part of what you said is right. I mean, I sing how I sing. So anybody that knows Wank, they're gonna just recognize, okay, well, that's Bobby and that's Danny. That's Donnie. Yeah, I mean, but uh, musically, this has given us like an opportunity to play um, some stuff that might be similar. But I mean, musically, um, can play anything that we want now. So I mean, if we have a tune, um, you know, that still has an element of that wank that kind of 90s uh, like pop punk ska thing but it turns into like a Beatles song or a weezer song or something else it's going to give us that opportunity to kind of blow it up for us musically and make it more interesting and it's not going to be dubbed wank we're not going to be dubbed a pop punk band or a ska band it's a brand new band brand new name nobody has anything to compare it to at at all which is what we want
0: so did you feel like you couldn't do that with wank like you guys have Like the established sound like you guys are what you are what your fan base thinks you are but like you couldn't necessarily not turn a 180 but like go in a different direction and have everybody be like oh what's this like why is why are they changing like kind of like giving into the machine in a sense like you see a few of these rock bands coming out with like these poppy type albums recently and you think Mm -hmm. like oh man like what did they do there like that does not sound like them
1: yeah, no. and part of it is with Wank. We always did have a little bit of a, you know, on the records. There's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It was a little diverse in the first place. Dogs having uh, our, our our keyboard player George in from the gate on songs. It's like that extra creative piece, um, and so it is a little bit of a different chemistry having uh, that creatively with us at the beginning but we could yeah you're right we could do anything we want with wank but having george on board it felt like a special time to like give ourselves a new life with a brand new moniker you know brand new name um and yeah no i think and and you know what i think i think we got some really good stuff so it's going to be pretty exciting to see what happens um with some of the like the next single that comes out um but, yeah, and sleeping dogs, we probably are going to sell a whole bunch more T-shirts with oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> wank is a little scary for people. Like, you know, <laughs> you, even in the beginning, they're like, why would you call yourself Wank, man? And I was like, yeah, I know. It's pretty funny, right? And then, and then, uh, but you're literally, you know, you're selling cotton, probably you're going to do better with sleeping dogs unless your market's really like they just really love to shock, you know, Wank's. It's not cool to shock people with wank on your shirt, not necessarily. <laughs> so, yeah, so who comes work. up
0: with all that? Is that like a marketing team? Is that you guys? Because, again, like you guys play the music. There's also the business side of everything. So how does that all work? Like you guys are obviously in control of what you're doing, but you guys have, you know, obviously Kelly set this up. You got PR, you got marketing, all that crap. Like how, how much goes into it? How much of is it your idea to set everything up? And then it's their job to take care of the rest when it comes to marketing
1: yeah no that's good well we pretty much do make all the decisions you know the band does we do have uh you know setting this up pr is the only thing we go outside for, and and that's to make contacts with people like you you know like where are we going to find uh people who are spreading the word about music and me and mitch are like really good at that And we worked with mitch back when we were signed by madonna back in 98 you know we worked with mitch snyder who's you know the PR guy, right? So, um, so that's the only out that I know of. I mean, we do make those calls and,
2: uh, anything you want to add, Bobby? Um, no, that's pretty accurate. I mean, PR is something that outside is helping us. As far as social media, there is a team that we are going to be working with to actually help us kind of navigate that a little bit better. But up to this point, it's all been us.
0: And that's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No one else has control. When did you right. guys uh, meet? Because obviously, you're way back, twenty five, maybe thirty years. Like, when did you guys meet? What kind of developed that relationship?
2: Oh my god! Yeah, high school. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So three,
1: three of us, three of us went to high school together, mm-hmm. and then uh, we actually, when when Link was forming, and we were starting to get serious about writing songs. Uh, we almost had Higgins in the band back then when we were a three-piece. Um, and then he was playing with this weird band called The Offspring. And he's like, I think I got to do this for a little bit. I was like, ah, okay. And uh, and then we ended up getting a deal. Uh, and so 20 years later, he's coming in. And then, um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a long history. Like we played, we went to high school together. We played in several like different types of strange bands together, you know, rock and roll and, you know, uh, covers in bars for like a night for five nights a week. Oh, that yeah. shit, that, that, helped, that helped us get tight, you know. We were really as talented as we ever were then because of all the practice. <laughs> and plus we were drinking the whole time. So it was like, wow, you guys were even doing it drunk. And so that was really that was fun. Great. Good times, you know, good
2: times.
0: Good so how did you, you know that, you know, something between the two of you like there was chemistry there because like you hear that from a lot of musicians you know like in high school you were in a bunch of different bands a dozen different mm-hmm. bands it was just to play music right and then the business yeah. side comes in everybody kind of breaks off fades away some people are more passionate about it want to take it to the next level some just burn mm-hmm. out and fade out you know like how did you guys know that like you two were in it for the long haul and then of course higgins comes along later obviously of course like you mentioned offspring you can't turn that down uh, but yeah. how, like, what was it that kept you guys together for so long?
1: I think well, that's a good I, question. Yeah, I would say I would say truly loving music. You know, like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, I think that's probably what, what you know, we're pa- passion individually passionate about, mm-hmm. you know, making music, performing, enjoying that part of. Yeah, that becomes a part of your personality. Like if I didn't have music, I wouldn't have anything, right? I would. I was pretty quiet, pretty introverted. I didn't really do anything else really, really well, except for maybe homework, right? So uh, I was into, I was a nerd, dude, but so music was my way to rock out and kind of have fun and get crazy. And uh, so that was, and I think that we might've had that in common. I mean, Bobby, I know you did like, you know, you were doing music when I met Bobby, I think he was like playing piano, trying to play Let It Be at some at some event. I was like, Wow, this guy's playing <laughs> so, piano. Wow. And I was yeah. impressed because I was in high school. I was like, I, I play I was a guitar player. I was like, Oh, that's piano, that's pretty cool. So, you know, I think the love of music probably keeps us together, the passion for that. But we also were really lucky, man. I mean, we worked hard and we went on the road and worked on, on our own stuff, but not a lot of bands get the opportunities we got like we got a record deal and it's like being um it's like winning the lotto right i mean we we played we played out we hustled it created an opportunity to meet mike ness from social who produced us built the hype then the radio station locally is like they're in love with mike ness so they give wank a shot and plays on the radio the program director likes it decides to add us to rotation and then where an unmanaged band is getting in you know, a you know, is getting invited in by Rick Rubin. And we're like, What the hell just happened to us? Yeah, I remember that. Oh my god. <laughs> it, it what was, was ban- that
0: like meeting Rick Rubin? Because that's like the epitome of producers right there. It
1: was it was him and a couple other AR guys, uh and so he was sitting right next to me and he goes, Uh, hey, so what do you got in your cassette deck? Uh or you what do you got in your car? What do you listen to in your car? And I'm thinking Rick Rubin's asking me what I listen to. Him <laughs> and
2: like,
1: yeah. And I was like, I don't know, man. No idea.
2: <laughs> but it was
1: amazing. It was amazing. Like to have him, because he's a businessman, right? And he was trying to get us to sign a Deaf American. Uh, and then somebody else was trying to get us to sign to Sony. It was a big schmooze dinner. And who knows? Maybe we should have gone with Rick, because he's,
2: you know. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. I mean, looking back, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. I yeah. find it
0: very impressive that again, like to go back to you guys being in high school playing in a bunch of different bands together. Because again, mm. like you're you're gonna weed out who's serious about it, who's not so serious about it, right? Because yeah. like, you got to think about the future and what you want. Like if this is what you want to do. You got to put two feet in, full head, of, you know, head first. You know. So when you guys get to that point, it's got to be like, okay, looking back at it now. There were so many kids that probably had the talent just like did not have either the work ethic or like the the vision to manifest their their dream today.
2: Yeah. well yeah i mean honestly like at that time i mean danny was in a different band i was in a different group and um i mean you know and back and forth like years you know our band was together we broke off for a little bit but I never played with a guitar player or a songwriter that was like Danny. So anytime I would play with anybody, it just just never worked out because they didn't write songs like he wrote. They didn't play guitar like he played. It was just like a waste of time. So unless I was playing with him, I wasn't going to play. So I didn't. <laughs> and then we got back together. Yeah, yeah.
0: How, how many years was the gap there? Because I know, Bobby, you were dealing with some personal health issues. There was a lot of stuff going on, but... How yeah. was the
2: gap? Five, five years? Oh God, it was longer than that,
1: man. Yeah, yeah, longer. Probably But Like it was probably like twelve years or wow. something like that. 12, At least, yeah, fourteen years. Because yeah, right. it was probably around two thousand. You know, we got, we did our thing around two thousand. We were like, broke up. We got dropped by uh, Maverick. You know, a little bit of it's a trip because you get pip- we went up so quick that the the fall down was pretty uh you know they say when you if you climb up the ladder you step on every rung and then you come down well we flew up the ladder and when we came down our chins hit the rung on the falling down <laughs> so, so we fell hard right and we were trying to figure out what the hell happened to us yeah um and so we band busted up we were just trying to figure out our lives and then uh and i ended up doing handsome devil Uh, and doing a deal with RCA uh, and so put out a few records with that and so and during that time I know uh, Bobby and and uh, Spider were doing some management but also uh, Bobby had to deal with some serious health issues right so big big uh, you know life just throws stuff at you Um, but that it's interesting I mean that that in itself is a is probably uh uh i don't know i mean going through uh cancer and 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 coming out of coming out of that tunnel yeah that's um something in itself that's totally uh bigger than any music stuff we do right
0: oh yeah um
1: we're just lucky to still be able to play music and have a bunch of people come out to see us when we do it you know it's great Uh, yeah it's great it it was cool though like the idea of getting back together and and um playing, you know, doing Wank again. Because I remember having people tell me, hey, man, something about, after Wank broke up, hey, there's something about Bobby's voice and your songs, man. Like what, you know, you're not, you know, you're not going to be able to find it. And I was thinking, yeah, well, whatever, dude. You know, I'll figure it out. And uh, really, uh, I never looked for another singer. I I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to sing myself until we figure it out. And then, um, but I thought it was a really good thing. When we got back together, I felt like, hey, this is, uh, I'm not limited to my voice. Because I got a pretty tight range. It's, you know, a certain area I can sing. But I'm much happier, like, playing guitar and and having a band. And everybody's, you know, having a really strong singer. And Bobby's Bobby's got that covered.
0: So in that gap, did you guys think at all that you guys were going to reunite? Or was it just kind of like? looking back at it now like you would have never thought that you'd be in the situation you are in now getting back together with everybody and creating a new sound
2: yeah oh wow no you know what i didn't see it coming because we had like a big long gap we did get back together um for a show i think that was 2009 wasn't it danny when we did the house of blues with lit for um al yeah yeah Lit's drummer uh al
1: Al Schellenberger, he had uh, cancer, brain cancer, and he was dying. And so they were doing a um, benefit show at the House of Blues, and Handsome Devil was doing it. I was talking to Jeremy, and that's right. I was like, maybe I can get Bobby in because the Lit guys really loved Wank. Uh, I said, I think we could probably get Wank, Wank, and Handsome Devil a split set and uh, do it for Al. And um, we ended up getting Bobby out there to. Come out for you know a handful of songs, which was great, and it was it was really cool, you know. And I think Al really appreciated it too. So he kind of felt like, hey, I got somebody who's been through this. Um, you know, obviously Al had brain cancer, so there was no coming yeah. back. For him, but there was no coming um, back. But it was wonderful to have him enjoy. You know, we we got to do a show for him, and so it was cool.
0: So Bobby, did it take convincing for you to come back and do that? Did you think like? after that that's it like i'm probably never gonna play no you know what it didn't take much you know like
2: they asked me and i instantly said yes you know because i was like of course i just really never thought that i was going to have the energy and the physical ability to do all that crap again. you know what i mean so you know but it was a long gap i did the show and i realized You know, I'm like, all right, I could probably still do this. You know what I mean? And then life gets in the way. I moved away. I had a job up north. I came back. And then about a year after I was home, Danny and I started talking again. And then he came over. We started hanging out, playing some guitar, having some beers. And here we are now.
0: That's unbelievable. I mean, that's like a core relationship right there. Everything that you guys have been through to this point to come back after nearly 12 years off, you guys have your own stuff going on to be able to Mm -hmm. come back and be like, I think we can do this again. Like, that's pretty special. That, That does not happen every day, especially in the music industry. I feel like there's a lot of, and you guys would know better than me, that there's a lot of bitterness and jealousy once you get to a point where, like, you're on tour, you're dealing with business side of things. And for whatever reason, and it doesn't happen with all bands, but some bands like Ego just gets in the way and it ruins stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it does, man. It warps your brain. But I thank God we weren't that successful, no, because, <laughs> because no, seriously, the, the if you really go big, can you imagine the brain damage these guys have? Like. Yeah, you're right like they can't can't stand each other because um, and i do think it is it's ego, and it's just you know it's having you know tens of thousands of people screaming for you maybe or whatever it is it warps your brain but um, yeah we're lucky like that it it really like like spider we hadn't i hadn't seen him in you know 10 15 years or something and bobby and i started jamming together again and then uh i said yeah let's we should you know, do it like we did in Wank back in the day. Just the three of us get in a studio and just turn it up. You know, see yep. what happens. Mm-hmm. And um, and then Donnie, uh, you know, he rolls around, and it was like nothing. It was like no time had passed because we'd spent so much time together. Mm-hmm. Um, before that it's like you know like you see an old friend from a long time ago you don't you literally don't miss a beat it's almost like you saw him yesterday so i think we knew each other well enough that getting back together was was pretty easy yeah it was we have same warped sense of humor you know we just we just kind of know each other and we know what we're capable capable of and, uh, and i think a, a good time of our lives most of the best times of our lives we all shared in that so we're like you know shit. lightning struck us once I, I, you know who knows never know let's make good music
0: so when you guys get to a point where like all right we're gonna create a new project here we're gonna put out new music we're, we're gonna be writing a ton of material when did it dawn on you that you didn't want it to be you know wank-esque because again like you talked about at the beginning like that doesn't really sell merchandise, as opposed to you know like sleeping dogs. When did you know that you wanted to switch things up?
1: I, you know, it's, it may be different for both of us. I can tell you real quickly. I, I felt like I wanted to switch it up. We put out White Knuckle Ride for Wank with this label, uh, an independent label, on the on the uh, in California. And then when I saw what they had done, like they didn't really do much in the way of marketing or do much of anything. And I was like, Fuck, why did we give record to this label? Damn. Um, and I was really mad. Uh, and and I said, you know, uh, you know, we got to be careful what we do. We got to, we got to own what we have. Um, and we, I, I was thinking if we go to come out sleep, sleeping dogs or, something new with George in, Into. we're going to be a better band we're gonna be a fresh approach. And right now the songs that we have that we're laying down right now or that we're finishing are just sick. So it's the best opportunity we've ever had to probably have, have big hits, you know, and it's not like selling out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, it's, it's pretty, that's super poppy. No, like no, mercy's pretty poppy. The first single, but we have a lot more depth you know as far as the songs go so I feel like it's gonna be a really cool opportunity with this new name and with the new music you know do you guys just think gotta it's gonna get, gonna it, just like, got to get the word out
0: do you think it's gonna be a situation where you guys you know, like feel reborn in a sense or do you think when you guys start playing again together live it's gonna be like all oh, just like old times like all those memories are gonna become rushing back
2: yeah. yeah well no you know i mean all of us have been playing together for so long i mean even higgins you know i mean so all of us are so comfortable on stage together i think it's going to be uh i mean more fun just new stuff new ideas keyboards right out of the gate on the songwriting process danny had um got 50 or 60 songs that all of us got to sit down and listen to demos and pick from the best which was impossible to do because there's so many that we wanted to do so it was cool it was like a brand new project um a rebirth of us i think it's going to be a blast and i think we're going to have equally as much fun if not more now
0: so whose idea was it to name the the group sleeping dogs was that kind of a collective thing was it inspired by something
1: yeah that's no, a it's probably a couple things i know so one wonder- of one of uh, one of my favorite bands, I think maybe Bobby too with, uh, from an, eight, an 80s band, I uh, late 80s, I worked in like a music plus. Uh, and that's <laughs> a place where they used to sell CDs and they'd sell cassettes, these little things called cassettes. I used to work. and then uh, but there was a band called Flesh for Lulu who I saw in the late 80s. Uh, at a college at, at UCI or something, you know, just went to a show that I got tickets from uh, Music Bus and And um, this band Flesh for Lulu was really great live. I don't think they became a giant band. They were a major label band, but I don't think they got huge. But they had a song called Sleeping Dogs. And um, so, A, that was, you know, a, Sleep, their songs and I was a big fan of that band, that record, that song. Um, and we even... A long time ago, I don't know, at one point, Bobby and his brother mm-hmm. and me and my brother formed a band, and we practiced a couple times, and we called ourselves Sleeping Dogs, and this was like, shit, <laughs> it was like 90, 94, 94, I don't know, it was a yeah, long time ago. It was a while ago, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so Sleeping had another chance with, we, are, we literally were thinking about new names, I don't I don't know what else, you know, I don't know who triggered it. It was you or me, Bobby, who said, let's go with this.
2: Let's go with the new name. But I know we discussed it for a while. Oh, yeah. You know what? I mean, I'm not sure who it I mean, but all of us wrote down a bunch of names and kept texting them to each other. And three of us had sleeping dogs on our list. And that was Donnie and, and Danny and me. So we're like, cool. Is that, is that my friend, Bob? One of the two. Yeah, my right? friend Bob. I thought it would have been a, a great name, but nobody. It might it. have been. It
1: might have been. I don't know. Still could be. If sleeping
0: that dogs doesn't exactly fly, fly. Been attracted <laughs> by my friend Bob. That would have been interesting. Sleeping dogs is awesome too. My friend Bob. That would have been else. That's right. That's that is intriguing <laughs> name right there.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, later on maybe. maybe we- Maybe we made the wrong choice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just one voice. Uh, so when did George come into fray? How did, how did you guys find him? Because, again, taking him from Ziggy Morley, that's got to be no easy task. You know, like, how does that all come together?
1: Yeah. Uh, George is uh, – so so we're, we all live in Orange. So you know where Orange is in Orange County. It's kind of central Orange County. Well, uh, I met George over at a uh, – uh, Music arena. Like, I was going to, uh, I think, my kid grade or something, and we were in um, at open house. And I was talking, you know, the teachers talking about, oh, your kids are going to be learning how to do math and this stuff. And I, oh, great. And I was thinking, that would be cool if we could, uh, if I asked if they had music in class. And she says, no, but if you want to, you know, if you want to do anything, what, what do you have? Maya? I said, well, maybe play songs. And she goes, well, is there, are there any other parents in the class who would play music? And then, uh, a lady was raising her hand. She was volunteering. She was pointing at George, and I'm I'm literally sitting right next to George. So I look at him. And I'm like, so so you play something, huh? And he looks at me.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: and, uh, and I go, you say you play you play guitar. Mm-hmm. What, what do you play? He goes, keyboards. And I go, oh okay. Do you play in a band? He goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I go, what band are you play? He goes uh, Ziggy Molly. And I was like, okay, you're in, you're in. So, <laughs> we, so we basically played like Christmas songs for the kids in school. And then literally our kids kind of came up, you know, through, uh, uh, pu- you know, through public school right there, the, you know, just down the street Yeah, we would play music for them, you know, the different classes we'd come in that we're like the nerdy dads who would embarrass their kids and play music. And, mm-hmm. uh, but, He would disappear for you know nine months out of the year because he's always touring right and so he uh he was like but we started bringing him in to do some side demo stuff some hey can you add some keys to this can you add some to that and then we realized the earlier we brought him in the better the stuff was because he would be like changing changing it or helping us find the right hooks before we just lock in everything and he's just trying to fix it right so um so but he's a great great guy and uh you know just just a real different dynamic for us because uh he just brings you know all kinds of reggae cred you know um and it's funny that we bring in this guy who's literally the ultimate reggae keyboardist and now we're kind of moving away from reggae (laughs) and he's (laughs) and he's and he's like amazing like he could play he's yeah he's an amazing piano player right so he could play anything but uh but if, if reggae or any kind of rhythmic stuff he's a he's a shredder so he's better, you know? Um and a really good fit in the band I think um and so he still does we couldn't get him completely away from Ziggy because Ziggy's like, no no you when I go on the road and I you know I need my guy and uh so, but the thing is, they only tour, you know, a little bit. I mean, so they'll do fall. They usually do some, do summer stuff. But we're hoping that we make sleeping dogs so big that George is going to have to make a hard choice. You know.
0: <laughs> so how much yeah. material have you guys um, written? Obviously, you, you put some stuff out. But how much have you actually, you know, put together over the past year and a half or so with everything that was going on because i feel like you guys you know just like went head on like all right now we got the time to put or at least create some stuff may as well do it now
1: yeah this is the time we got we got once one session completely under our belt like so we've got like right now we've got about 14 songs that are in either completed or in progress so 14 songs and so of those 14 we will probably I, I know we have enough for a, for a really great album yeah uh, but we, who knows we might decide to do more songs our album we, we don't i think we're looking at putting it out maybe uh march or april of next year and so we still got time if we want to add some if we find something that we want to do mm-hmm. but we got about i think about 14 yeah yeah that's about 14 tunes right now yeah and uh and we kind of hustled on it i mean we really did because uh like you said the COVID thing was a perfect time to like okay we can't play gigs let's just get together and throw some songs around and then see what we want to do with them and yeah it's gone pretty good you know
0: so so you plan on coming story? out with all this stuff, probably a new EP early on in 2022, you said, right? So that there's going to be a lot going on. You guys are still in the early stages and everything. And this will be the last thing I ask you guys. I don't want to take too much of your time here. But you guys, yeah, no worries. you know, for the amount of time that you guys have spent together in your lives, again, like going all the way back to high school, everything that you guys have been through, bringing back, you know, the, the wank sound, at very least with Sleeping Dogs. What, What's your biggest goal, I guess? Moving forward, when it comes to making the band as big as it possibly can be,
2: yeah. Our I biggest
1: goal, tell, yeah. So yeah, I, I can I'll tell you real quick. Like for for me, I think it's uh, connecting with connecting with uh, our for you know connecting with our audience, but connecting with the with the larger audience with what we've got. Um, I think for me, my my thought is always with songs uh being a good band getting the songs across and having people have a have a good time at your shows but i like when people listen to the songs and they mean something to somebody and they it doesn't like medicine for somebody but hopefully we can connect with people with our songs we've worked really hard on like you know making sure we're finding um yeah trying to share some truth right so try trying to give away the gold that's what we're trying to do this time around like we're going deep, we dug deep on these so I, I hope we connect with people and i
2: hope that people enjoy it you know that's really what i want what you got bobby yeah no i agree i think after all this time i want to have a song that um sticks and just doesn't die you know what i mean and i don't just mean like a TikTok song or like right. you know uh uh that turns into a meme or a trend, but a song that's going to end up um, soundtracks and on people's, I mean, basically people's life soundtracks. So this is going to be fun. You know what I mean? But yeah, a song that sticks.
0: Catch new episodes of The O Show for free, available on all audio platforms, including Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. For full video versions of the podcast, head on over to YouTube and StarWorldWideNetworks.com. The O Show is presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness is an inclusive, high-intensity fitness experience developed by the champ Floyd Money Mayweather himself, the best group boxing workout in the market, Mayweather Boxing and Fitness.